0: This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Morning, everybody. I figured if one club was good last Sunday, the whole bag would be even better. So we're going to have a great morning this morning learning, and I hope you came ready to learn. I want to direct your attention to a couple of things. First of all, Do you ever get tired of singing of God's grace? Never. Never. Because it's through His grace that He changes us. And it's through His grace that He uses us. And it's through His grace that He uses us in ways that change other people's lives. And uh, every Sunday morning when I get ready to teach you or whenever I get a chance to teach, I'm just always reminded that if it were not for the grace of God, I'd have nothing to say. Yeah, because it's all wrapped up in that. So I want to uh, direct our attention to that this morning. Second thing I want to direct our attention to is that we're in the middle of a teaching series called Servolution, and the key word in Servolution is not OLUTION, it's what? Serve. That's the idea. And last week we talked about the concept of serving out of love, and I just want to point your attention to the, the people that are up here on our stage in symbolic form. On this side, we have a man and a woman. And what do you notice about them? Right away, it's their heart, correct? And if it looks like their heart is coming out of their chest, it is. Why? Because it's a heart of love. Where did they learn that? Well, this is Jesus over here. Okay? beggar. You notice His hands don't end? Because the love of Christ is limitless. And we learn to love from Him. And it's my hope and my prayer that all of us will learn to model the love of Christ as we interact with each other and as we interact with our world. If we just get that one message, we could turn around and go home right now, right? Because it really is. It's the modeling of the love of Christ. So I'm going to say a special welcome to everyone, but especially to those of you who are brand new this morning. The prayer that God laid on my heart for all of us this morning is that this would be a turning point in some way in all of our lives. And if you come here all the time, you know that actually every Sunday morning can be and often is a turning point because we learn something that we go out to apply, and in some measure, our lives are improved as we learn to apply that. And step by step by step, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, we are becoming the people that God created us to be. And that's pretty cool stuff. But for those of you who are here for the first time, we want to welcome you along on that journey. And uh, if you want to reach inside your program and take out your teaching notes, you can fill in the blanks as we go along. That will help you learn. Also, while you're in your program, you, if you would pull out your Start Here card and uh, On the bottom of the Start Here card, there's a place for you to put your contact information. That's for all of us. If you come all the time, just put your name down there so we know who we're praying for and working with. And uh, for those of you who are brand new, we have some tools and resources we'd love to get in your hands. We have a great gift we'd love to give you. So if you'll fill out that contact information and turn that in a little while later, we pass some baskets, then you can stop by the Connect kiosk out in our lobby and you can pick up. Uh, uh, Some new life stuff. It's great stuff, great resources. So uh, one little promise to those of you who are new, Uh, I know it's a scary thing to give your contact information away. We don't sell it. We don't give it away. We don't, we won't bug you, but we have a great desire to help you get connected with God. And in order to do that, we have to be able to connect with you. Now, Servolution This morning we're going to talk about, look at the title of this message. It looks like the spell checker went crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's actually intended because one of the things that all of us need to learn and and the core concept we're going to talk about today is is how God made us and, and what He wants to do in our lives. It's the whole concept of being shaped to serve. Before I jump into that, I want to mention one other thing, and then we'll get on to the teaching of the morning, and that is next Sunday is July the 29th, and next Sunday, where are we meeting as a church? At the fairgrounds. At what time? At 11 o'clock. So if you come here at 9 o'clock, you will see me and nobody else, okay? I will be here at 9 to steer you to the fairgrounds at 11, all right? So we'll have a nice pastoral hug and I'll send you on your way, all right? So uh, yeah, for those of you who are new, once a year we work in cooperation with about a dozen other churches in our town and we all close our church buildings for that Sunday and we all go to the fairgrounds and we have one giant worship service in which we bless God and bless each other and that's next Sunday morning, July 29th at 11 o'clock. Let me give you some hints. I know you come here at 9.05 to 9.10 for the 9 o'clock service, all right? Okay, it's a little dig, all right? You're not going to want to come at 11.05, I can tell you that. You're going to want to get there early, because if you come at 11.05, you'll be sitting way in the back of about 1,500 people back there on the fringes, and it'll be hard to see. So you want to come early. You want to bring your own chair or blanket, because whatever you bring is what you're sitting on got it? There are some bleachers on the side if you, get, if you totally space that. There's a picnic afterwards. You can either bring your own food or we have four or five food trucks. Past couple of years, we've only had Cattleman's. We have the falafel waffle, I believe. We have a gourmet burger truck. We have a Mexican food truck and I believe one or two others. So we're going to have our own version of Off the Grid right there. All right, So that'll be a whole lot of fun. You can buy your food there. You can bring your food and stay. But uh, come and stay and enjoy hanging out with other people. So having said all of that, I want to give you the key question for the morning. When you come to church, the key question is not where do I sit, but where do I fit? You understand the difference between those two? Not where do I sit, but where do I fit? Because God has a place for you in his kingdom. I want to uh, notice on the screen. We're going to read from Ephesians chapter 4. The Bible says there, that's the church leader's responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Now he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Here's the part you underline. As each part does its own special work. Underline that because that's where we're going to spend the rest of the morning, talking about that one phrase. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so the whole body is healthy and growing and what? Full of love. Doesn't that sound like a great church to belong to? It's healthy, it's growing, and it's full of love. Well, it all hinges on whether each part does its own special work. As I read through that, I, I, I was seeing that God was using the word picture of a body, and the human body is the greatest illustration that any of us knows of what a team actually is. It has individual members, and they all have different jobs, and they all work together in a coordinated fashion, and when they do, the body is able to accomplish amazing things. In just a couple of weeks or so, many of us are going to be glued to our TV sets and we're going to be watching the Olympics and we're going to see people do some absolutely astounding things that we're going to look at them and say, I, I can't believe anybody can do that. How do they do that? Well, the only way they do it is every part of their body has to work in perfect harmony with every other part of their body and all the timing has to be just perfect and when they make it all happen, it's two flips backwards and a couple twists and they stick the landing, right? And the place goes crazy. Yeah. That's God's picture for you and me of teamwork. Now it's very clear from this passage that there are no spectators. Notice it doesn't say as each part sits on the sidelines and applauds those who get in. doesn't say that. But I want you to see, it not only says there are no spectators, it says there's not even anybody on the bench. There's no one who's on the team, but they're not currently in the game. Everybody in God's kingdom is in the game. That means God has a role for every single one of us, something that he's counting on us to do, as he described it in this passage, that's our own special work. Which is exactly why I brought along my golf bag. Okay? A couple things about this, okay? I want you to think of my golf bag as a church. Okay. The bag with no clubs is worthless on the course, correct? It would take a long time to whack that little white ball around the course if all I had was the bag. Right? That would be no game at all. Can I tell you that the church in the world with nobody in it is worthless? Got it? Yeah. But can I also tell you this? There's space for 14 different clubs in my golf bag. If you came up and looked at my bag, and I had 14 clubs in my bag, and they all looked exactly alike, and they all had the same shape, would you know that there was something wrong with me? Yeah. Because I'm going to pull out three clubs. This is this is my driver, and... My driver has nine and a half degrees of loft. Okay? That means if you hold it down here, there's a nine and a half degree slope to it. It's the tallest club in my bag. It has the biggest head. And it's made to hit the ball further than any other club in my bag. It has lots of power. It's also the most difficult club to control in the bag. But I want you to know It has been shaped for a special job. It's my driver. Now, I'm going to pull out my sand wedge. Unlike my driver, which has 9.5 degrees of loft on it, my sand wedge has 62 degrees of loft on it. So it's made to hit the ball very high, but not very far. Okay? And if all I had was my sand wedge in my bag, I would be very tired by the end of the day because it would be, you know, 70 yards and then 70 yards and then 70 yards and 70 yards. And by the time you go around a course that's 7,000 yards and you're getting them 70 at a time, it's going to be a very, very long day. However, when I'm in a sand trap, this club is worthless Because if I have to hit the ball out of a sand trap with the driver, I might still be there whacking on that thing because it would never get it out. This club has a very special design in that on the bottom of the sole, it has eight degrees of what's called bounce, which means that when I hit the ball, hit the, the club right, and swing down at the ball, that bounce will actually bounce off of the sand, and it just goes right underneath the ball, and, and flips the ball out of the trap right on the green. This club can never do that. This club is my putter. And you will notice has a little different kind of grip on it. Has a much different kind of head on it. Why? Because it's designed for a completely different reason. It has virtually no slant on it, maybe one to two degrees, it's made to hit the ball very, very short distances on very smooth surfaces, but very accurately. If I stood on the tee with this club and this is the only club I had in my bag, it would be an even longer day than with my sand, sand wedge, right? It would be a terrible day. But what I want you to notice about each one of these, and this is our core concept. Take a look at it. The core concept is this, and that is we have been shaped to serve. Every club in my bag has a different shape because every club in my bag has a different purpose. It does a different thing. And believe it or not, it was not the inventors of golf who came up with that idea. It was God who came up with that idea. And God says, I'm going to shape every single person in my kingdom to serve in a very special way that only they can serve. In fact, I sometimes say it like this. God didn't save anyone to sit. He saved everyone to serve. Can you say that out loud with me? Let's say it together. Ready? God didn't save anyone to sit. He saved everyone to serve. So is it sort of a free-for-all serve thing? No, we've been shaped to serve. And in fact... Not, not just sort of shaped, but take a look at these two passages of Scripture. The first one's in Ephesians chapter 2. We are God's, what's the next word? Masterpiece. you ever feel like you're God's masterpiece? Where when people come by, God says, take a look at this. This is my masterpiece. Right here. We might be a little self-conscious, don't you think? But I didn't write that, God did. So I know it's true. We are God's... Now, how are we God's masterpiece? In what way? He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do what? The good things He planned for us long ago. Now, listen, friends. God didn't have a bin and create a bunch of good things and throw them in the bin and then create a bunch of generic Christians and say, go find something in the bin and do it. God doesn't do anything generically. Every single person is God's masterpiece. We all know that intuitively because God doesn't make any two of us alike, correct? Even identical twins who have the identical same DNA have different desires. They make different choices in life. They have different passions. They have different tastes. They are completely different people. Why? Because they aren't just the product of their genetics. They are the masterpiece of their creator. You've got to know that about yourself. That God created me to be a masterpiece... He shaped me for a special place of service in His kingdom and in His world. And life gets really good when I figure out what I'm supposed to be doing in His kingdom and in His world. And I say, God, would you take the shape that you have given me and would you use me to do just that? And when we do that, life gets really, really good. In fact, David said it like this in Psalm 139. David said, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. You ever wish you were a little simpler? (laughs) You know, I was just thinking today. In fact, I was sharing with one of the ladies in the church, and we were talking about having... um, she had some questions about it and I was sharing because sometimes we, we, we sort of buy into this thing that when we get to heaven, everybody is going to be able to sing beautifully and everybody's going to be able to draw beautifully and everybody's going to be able to do everything beautifully. And I don't want to burst your bubble. But you know how boring that would be? <laughs> if everybody could do everything that everybody else could do. You know, we, we don't serve a God who makes cookie cutters anywhere. Everything is unique. And we're going to have a special place in heaven. We already have a special place on earth. And you know, God is limitless in how he can pull this all together. But for the rest of the morning, we're going to take a look at five sort of generic areas, general categories in which God starts. They're sort of the basis for making us all unique. And and then the challenge is going to be for us to take the shape that God has given us and then to go find our place in God's kingdom and his world and begin allowing God to use that shape to do what he designed it to do because we're his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for the purpose of doing what he has planned for us. Not he has planned for us, the church, Yeah, that's part of it, but what he has planned for us individually, he has planned for us to do. And that's your shape. Five different components to it. Take a look at this. The first is your spiritual gift. In other words, this is a personal enablement from God's Spirit. The moment that you become a Christian, the moment I become a Christian, God, God imparts through His Spirit some special enablement in us. And there are many, many, many of them, way too many to mention here. And in fact, like everything else God does, anytime someone tries to make a list of all the gifts of the Spirit, God just, I, I just think, says, oh yeah, how about this? That won't fit in your list, will it? Because you can't ever put God in a box. When it comes to the spiritual gifts that He can give He is absolutely limitless in what they are. But you know this. The Bible teaches very clearly that the moment you decide to become a follower of Christ, God puts his spirit in your heart and that spirit brings along with him a gift or gifts. And they are special enablements that come only from the spirit of God to be used as God enables you. Everybody's got them if you're a Christian. If you don't know what yours is, we have a whole life group devoted to helping you figure out what your spiritual gift and your shape is. And what we're going to go through this morning is just all of that in a tiny little condensation. So there's not a substitute for that group. You're going to want to take that group. It's eye-opening. It will help you discover the person that God made you to be. But it starts with your spiritual gift. Now, secondly, the H stands for your heart. That's your personal combination of desires and values. It's just, it's part of who you are. Any foodies in our group this morning? Of course. Some of you love food. Some of you just eat to live. Yeah. My grandfather used to ask me, Ron, do you eat because you're hungry or to keep from getting hungry? Kind of depends. Yes. And then some people look at food and it's like, that's like going to the gas station. You know, it's something you have to do if you're going to keep functioning. So slap a little oatmeal on the table, throw some corn dogs in the microwave, and here we go. Just different hearts, different passions, different sets of desires, different sets of values. Some of you love to go to the store and buy cookies, and some of you look at a bot cookie and go, Cardboard. Because you value homemade over bought. Some of you value something that's bought over something that's homemade. All different kinds of values and, and, and so forth. And part of what makes you tick as a person is the heart that God has given you. And hearts are not one size fits all. Everybody has a unique heart. And God puts certain Thoughts and desires and values in your heart because he's got a place in his kingdom where somebody with just that heart, that's right where they need to be. And you'll have some people around you and it's going to take a person with just that kind of heart in order to live out Jesus for them and to draw them in so that they too can come to know the love of God. It's going to take your heart to get that done, not mine or anybody else's, yours. The A stands for abilities. If you've had children, you have noticed from an early age, children manifest certain abilities. Some of them can walk and run and do athletics, and they do it from an early age. Some of them have music in their bones, right? Right? And before they can even crawl, when they can sit up, you turn on the music and they start bobbing right to the beat of the music. And sure enough, it's just in their bones. You've got these natural skills and abilities that are with you from childhood. This is not a gift of the spirit that you get after you become a Christian. This is some, some sort of ability or skill that God just just sort of hardwires into you. Why? It's part of your uniqueness as a Christian and everybody gets a different combination and set of those that's part of you being God's masterpiece And I'm gonna pick on Justin our worship pastor here for just a minute because he's a wonderful illustration of this when you talk to Justin if you wanna see his eyes light up and you, you know Justin's sort of naturally quiet a man a few words but you get him on these two subjects and he's hard to shut up I can tell you that for sure You know what they are? Worship and finances. He's the only guy in the world I know with that combination. One is very creative and the other is very organized and very finite and very meticulous and very particular. And yet, when you talk to Justin about either one of those, I mean, his eyes brighten and all of a sudden he starts talking and he gets passionate. Why? Because that's where his heart is. That's where his abilities are. That's part of his shape. That's part of his God-given shape. It's part of the masterpiece that God is making Justin into. It's part of how he has been shaped for service. So guess what he does in our church? Worship and finances. Because that's where he's been shaped to serve. Let's talk about the P. The P in shape stands for personality, and your personality roughly is how you relate personally to your world. Some of us are external processors. You never have to wonder what we think. All you have to do is listen because we're thinking out loud. And some of us are internal processors, and so when you share an idea with us and you want us to just give you feedback right away, you'll be very disappointed Because we don't process anything out loud. We process it internally. Our ears are always listening. Our mind is always going. We're always working on something, but we're not working on it externally. We're working on it internally. Some of us are extroverted. And by the way, not everyone who's extroverted is an external processor. And not everyone who's uh, introverted is an internal processor. You can be any combination of those. Some of us are drivers. I mean, we're up at 4 o'clock in the morning and we're going till 10 or 11 o'clock at night and we need like five hours of sleep and if we get any more than that, we go buggy nuts. And we drive everybody around us nuts. And, And we just go, 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 go. That's the way we're wired. And some of the rest of us are a little more laid back. And we're just not that hard charging hard-driving kind of personality. Now listen, whether it's our spiritual gift, our heart, our abilities, or our personality, there's no right or wrong. There's no better or worse. There's just different. Everybody on board with that? Yeah. You know, which club is better, my driver or my sand wedge? it's just different. I got to have both in order to play the game. Depends upon where I am. When I'm in the sand trap, I need the sand wedge. When I'm on the tee, I need the driver. That's just the way the game is played. And that's the way life works. Wherever we're shaped, there's no better or worse. So it's not better to be a type A personality than a type B personality. It's not better to be a caloric than to be a sanguine. It's not better to be everything organized and patterned and so forth than it is to be random and creative and serendipitous because the world needs both. Got it? Yeah. But you have to know what you are or you'll have no idea where you can serve. The E is perhaps the most important of all of them because the E stands for experiences. That's the collection of events from your life. Let me show you how experiences work. You have a unique set of events that have taken place in your life that are part of your shape. And based upon those experiences, together with all the other things we've talked about, it enables you to minister to people in certain ways. A few weeks ago, I stood up here and I preached a message on depression. Okay? But until about 10 years ago, I could have preached the message on depression, but it would have been strictly based on research, and and, and it would have come across relatively clinical. But about 10 years ago, one of my events in life was depression. I didn't particularly choose that. God didn't come to me and say, Ron, here's a whole bunch of experiences. Which one would you like? And I said, I'll take depression. No, I didn't choose that. It came into my life. But once it came into my life and I turned to God and God began to show me how to deal with that, now I get the wonderful privilege of helping my brothers and sisters in this world who struggle with depression because I've been there. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to wake up in the morning and not want to get out of bed. I know what it feels like to not be able to make a decision I know what it feels like to not be able to get your mind to go to a single positive thought for more than 10 seconds. I know what it feels like not to be able to remember even the things you want to remember because your mind is overwhelmed with emotions to the point it won't work. I know what that feels like. I didn't know how to minister to people who had lost a child through miscarriage Until Monica and I lost our oldest grandchild through miscarriage. And I watched my son and my daughter-in-law go through that. And for the first time, that came crashing home to me. Experiences. Works on the positive side too. I didn't really know how to help pastors plant a church. Until God brought me here and enabled me to plant this church. And now it seems like I'm all the time Helping pastors who are planting churches because that's an experience that God has given me and He expects me not to just hoard that experience, but to take the experience of my life, combine it with my spiritual gift, my heart, my abilities, and my personality. That's how I've been shaped to serve. So having said all of that, I want to tell you how you can do that. Let's look at our closing concept. The first is, I've been shaped to serve. And now the last is, I'm going to be guided to serve. And here's what I mean by guided to serve. Because God doesn't want you to pull a coin out of your pocket, flip it in the air, heads I go work in this ministry, tails I go work in that one. Because there's a wonderful process that God has given. It's a two-step process. And as you walked in this morning, you saw around our auditorium, we have some tables and there are going to be people at those tables. It's a ministry fair because the goal of every church, including this church, is that everyone in the church would find a place of regular service in the church. Because the body, which is the church, we just read that, is built up as each part does what? its own special work so we want to help you find that so the first thing is you got to explore you know i remember a cartoon frank and ernest cartoon and they were sitting at home and they looked at each other and he said why are we home and he said we're home in case opportunity knocks <laughs> not a good idea right so you can't just sit in the chair until opportunity knocks or you wait till you have the this, this special wave or feeling that comes over you and all of a sudden you find yourself just magnetically drawn to the children's ministry. That's not how, usually how God's Spirit works. The idea is you have to explore. Try this, try that, try this. And as you begin to explore in the kingdom of God, God will begin to guide you into those places where you really fit. It's a little bit like putting together a puzzle. If you never picked up a piece from the board until you were absolutely sure where it would fit, how long would it take you to do a thousand-piece puzzle? Forever. But you pick up a piece and you begin to explore and you find where it fits. Well, guess what? You are that piece. So explore. So go around the tables... And ask people and visit with the people in ministry and begin to get some idea of where you might serve, where you might fit. And then last of all, it's important for you to listen. And here's what I mean by that. You have a spirit on the inside. God puts his spirit on the inside of you as well. and And his spirit can talk to your spirit. Usually not in words. There's something that happens when you get aligned with God's spirit and you just know it. You just know, man, that's going to work. You get excited about it. You understand it. You just know. That's, you're just listening to God's Spirit. So this morning in our ministry fair, we're going to encourage you to do both. I'm cutting short what I'm saying a little bit. We're going to give you about 10 minutes at the end for you to explore and go around and talk to people. And we're going to have a great time because at the end, what's our goal? Everyone in the church has what? A regular place of service. So especially for those of you who don't have a place of service yet, get up, explore, and go sign up. So bringing it all home, here's, how, here's the four ways that we can apply this morning's message. One is, I want to take the Servolutionary Shape inventory. It's on our website. Uh, you can go to the website. But here, if you just check it on your card, we'll send you a link to it. And it's a, it's a short survey. It'll take you only five to ten minutes to fill it out. And at the end, it will sort of self-score itself. And you'll begin to take a look at, at, at how your shape would be. And it's sort of a sneak peek at what you would get in the life group. Number two, I'll renew my commitment to serve right where I'm serving. Some of you know I'm already serving right where I belong. I love doing what I'm doing. And I feel so fulfilled in it. And I'm watching God work through it. Well, good. If that's you... Check that box and say, I want to renew uh, my commitment to serve right where I am. Third is, I'll explore one new area of service in the church. I want to challenge all of us. Think about saying, you know, I love what I'm doing, but what if I took a little foray over here and tried something else for a while? I might discover a whole area of my life I didn't even know existed. That could be a great thing. So if you feel God's Spirit saying, yeah, why don't you explore something new? That might not be for everybody, but it might be for you. And then last of all, I'm deciding to become a Christian because the whole process gets started when you decide to become a follower of Christ. I'm going to pray. I'll turn it over to Kevin. Father, thank you so much. That you didn't just stamp us out of some divine cookie cutter and we all ended up on this earth and we all sort of got the same job and we all sort of look like each other. And thank you that you didn't just put us down here in random chaos and say, I got a whole bunch of good things to do. Find one and go do it. But that we are your masterpiece and you have a specific job for us to do. But you work in our lives right now, draw us to the areas of service that you've shaped us to serve in. Pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.